Are you ready to bounce back better? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Okay, everybody, I want to talk to you today about responsibility and as being good humans, being role models for our kids, all those sorts of things. Part of that is taking responsibility for yourself, right? Taking responsibility for who you are, uh, who you want to be. But guilt centers in females' brains are overactive. (laughs) And there's all these kind of studies. When I was doing my work within the Power of Self program, um, that was a lot of what we studied is how females' brains feel guilt more acutely than men's brains, okay? I'm going to tell you a story about uh, a pair of pants. So there is a man trying on a pair of pants, and he's like, oh, these don't fit. And the female assumes something is wrong with her body, and the male assumes something is wrong with the pants, right? Oh, they shrunk in the dryer. I'm fine. Whatever, you know. And I'm not going to dive too deep into that subject in the area of toxic relationships because then you get into, well, all men blame everyone. And no, they don't, you know. <laughs> it's just a funny, quick example to show you how, because you probably all agree with it, right? And to show you how females tend to turn things in, like make it internal, you know, healthy females, right? Even though that's not a healthy quality. We're not talking about narcissistic mothers who blame their children for everything. Not a conversation at this moment. Um, But the average female, her guilt centers are very um, on fire in her brain. Okay. And I want to point out something about the Boy Scout motto and the Girl Scout motto. And the Boy Scout motto is basically, I will. And the Girl Scout motto is, I will try. I will do my best. Because when a, you've heard of like the term, like um, men are better at like bullcrapping, right? You hear about guys getting around and bullcrapping or whatever. And there have been studies that have shown that if men pretty much think they can do something, most men, you know, most men, pretty much if they can do something, they will say to their boss, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can handle that. Yeah, I can go for that. Okay. Females, it's outrageous. Like they have to be like 99.9%. Yes. Okay. I can do this. Click, 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 click before they say they can do something. Okay. So you see when we talk in terms of the glass ceiling of why men are promoted more, imagine you're the manager and this guy is saying, yeah, I can do that. And this girl's saying, well, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll try. Even the studies are showing that even if the girl is much more qualified the guy will talk more confidently and they will choose the guy over the girl because to the boss, he's saying, well, it's not a male necessarily in hopefully in most situations. It's not that they wanted a guy over a girl. It was, whoa, he's, he says he could do it. And she says she would do her best. And even if she is much more qualified, even if she, she's, probably has more in the study, it was saying that the female actually had a higher percentage of skills. And I don't remember those exactly. It was like the guy thought he could do 70% of it right off the bat. And she thought she could do 86% right off the bat. But she said, "Uh, I don't know if I'm qualified. And he was like, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Because girls want to be honest, right? They see it as being honest. And a guy sees it as I'll figure it out when I get there. Okay. It's not, I'm not getting into like, you know, guys lying or anything at this point, but just the average male. Um, yeah, I can do that. I'll figure it out when I get there. And girls saying, oh, I, I don't know, like probably I can. I'll really try. I'll do my best because she wants to be honest. 
She wants to be authentic. She doesn't want to let anybody down. Okay. So that's not conversations about toxic relationships. Okay. That's just general, you know, knowledge, general training. But what happens in the context of a toxic relationship? Most females are already inclined to take the blame to say, well, it must be my body's the problem, not the pants right? Which is an amazing quality in so many ways. It allows you to grow. It allows you to change. It allows you to adapt. It allows you to be better because you're always, you're, you're willing to look inward in hopes of being better. But if there's a toxic person who knows you're already more likely to take the blame, it makes it even easier for them to get you to accept the blame of the relationship. Well, if you hadn't done this, I wouldn't have had to get mad. Well, if you hadn't been talking to him, I wouldn't have had to break that. Well, if you showed up on time when you said you were going to, then I wouldn't have had to say that. Well, if you'd had dinner ready. Well, if you hadn't looked at my phone. Well, if you hadn't. Well, if you hadn't. Well, if you hadn't. And so it puts the blame on them, right? On the female. And I, I know there can be male and female toxic relationships. I'm not, it's not, you know, in this context, I'm talking to all females. So I'm going to use the example of all females. Um, and so within that context, you see how naturally easy it is for women to accept the blame. Toxic people are really good at getting you to accept the blame. Okay. Then you go to most healing programs, most therapeutic programs, whatever, uh, especially within couples counseling. And they say, well, you're only responsible for you. You're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for, you're responsible for controlling your choices, which is true. Okay. But I want you to imagine a mom with a sick baby. Okay. So the baby's sick, the mom takes the baby to the doctor, and the doctor prescribes a medicine, okay? So then the mom gives the medicine to the baby. Her baby's sick, she went to the doctor, she's doing what she thinks is all the right things. But the baby happens to be allergic to the medicine because they've never had the medicine before. So then, then the child is drastically even more sick. They have to go to the hospital, okay? You would never, ever, ever in a thousand million years imagine walking to that mom at the hospital and saying, you know whose fault this is? Yours. I saw you pick up that medicine. I saw you choose that doctor. I saw you pick up that medicine. I saw you pour that medicine into the spoon and I saw you give that medicine to the baby, but, you know, put that medicine in the baby's mouth. You're the reason the baby's in the hospital. You need to own up to that and take 100% responsibility for your actions. That would be crazy, right? You would never, ever, ever do that because the intent was taking care of the baby. The problem was there was a major piece of data missing, which is that the baby was allergic. So as we heal from toxic relationships, did you choose to be around the toxic person? Yes. Did you choose to ignore red flags? Yes. Did you choose to probably stay longer than you should have? Yes. Did you choose to make excuses for their behavior? Yes. But there was a huge piece of data missing. and as just as a female, you are more likely to take the blame anyway <laughs> from genetics. And so as you struggle to heal from a toxic relationship, as you struggle to be better, as you struggle to make, you know, a new life, it's not that we don't want to own up to what we did, because of course we want to learn from it and grow from it, right? And I think about it in terms of, I don't, I don't blame you for your past, but I do blame you for your future. It's a funny way to say it, to think about blaming somebody for their future. But there was a major piece of data missing, understanding toxic relationships, understanding manipulation, understanding what pieces of you could be manipulated, understanding that some, there were really tiny red flags that you didn't notice and you didn't see until they turned into huge red flags. And then you were in abstract thinking, then you were in gravity problems, then you were like, 
do, do I uproot my life? Like he, he's telling me everything's my fault. Maybe it is my fault. Maybe I'll go work on me. Okay. So if there's any piece of you that is still um, struggling with that forgiveness piece, struggling with how did I fall for that? Struggling with, I was so stupid, struggling with, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, internal, blaming yourself, saying the, your body was the problem, not the pants. Okay. I want you to imagine that mom in the hospital, you know, or putting her blame on herself because you know, they would, right? You know, moms would, oh, if I only, I hadn't given her that medicine. If only I'd chosen another doctor. If only the pharmacy had been closed and I couldn't have picked it up. My daughter would be okay. My, my child would be okay. And in that analogy, you would just say, oh my gosh, it, it, it wasn't you. You just did the best you could. You were trying. You were trying to be a good mom. Good moms take their kids to the doctor. Good moms get their kids medicine. Good moms notice when their kid is sick. You're being empathetic. You're being kind. You're being caring. Yes, you gave them the medicine, but the problem wasn't that you gave them the medicine. The problem was that you didn't know the child was allergic to the medicine. So I hope that helps break that down a piece for you and helps you forgive yourself. Hello, wonderful. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you found something that will either help you get past your past, get real about your present, or get serious about your future. And hopefully it's all 30. If you're not already in my Facebook group, finding love and success after a toxic relationship, consider this your invitation. There are tons of lives, tons of tips and tricks to help you bounce back better. Have a great day.